0: This is Pastor D.R.E. with you, and I want to take this time to give you a formal invitation to our new Facebook page, Day 41 Outreach. That is Day 41, the numbers for one outreach. What you're going to find on this page is previous podcasts as well as previous bible studies that we have uh sunday services sprinkled in there and then we're going to be doing some other videos that you won't get on the podcast interviews that you won't get on the podcast uh just strictly on day 41 outreach i want you to join me and take this journey with me it's going to be major and i can promise you this one thing you will be blessed Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC, and welcome to Prime Cuts. How y'all doing on this morning? Listen, we got a great show for you. Got highlights from this morning's show with the uh, with Ready, Set, Release, and we're going to be giving you the word, of course. We also got headlines uh, on deck, and so we got a lot of things going on. Uh, but I was just having this thought right before... Uh, I went on, and I was just thinking about you know this 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 world. What we've been dealing with for the last couple of years is just amazing. You know, we we just came, uh, well not really came, but for the most part, we we came out of the pandemic with COVID, and and uh, and, and so now everybody is really shifting their focus on uh, the inflation and how you know things are skyrocketing the cost of things are skyrocketing which means you not you're not going to have as much money to do all the the things that you would want to do per se or you know you you're not going to have the ability to buy as much as you would normally buy you know spend your money on should i say frivolous things and so i was just thinking you know okay We went through the pandemic and now we're going through the inflation thing of course you know we still have the war in Ukraine which all that is working you know that's also working into the the um inflation that we're dealing with right now as far as uh the prices of things going up and I and so I started thinking could this be um a blessing in disguise. And, and and the reason I say that is because... When the pandemic happened... It forced people... To stop what they were doing... In their hectic life. When the pandemic happened... It forced people to look at home. You understand what I'm saying? You had to look at home. You had to take a look at your surroundings... When the pandemic happened, it it made people uh, maybe look at the importance of money and and that hectic job. And so uh, as the pandemic went on, it it really um, opened people's eyes to what their life is like. And so as a result, you got a lot of people who have switched uh, fields, you know, switched in the, the, the job field they were in, you know, and they are picking uh, comfort. They are picking their family time over that normal, you know, 12-hour grind and and you know making all this money at work. Because what's the what's what's so great about having money if you can't enjoy it? You know, it. This. I guess what I'm trying to say is this has made people prioritize what's important and so even with this inflation thing uh and the war in Ukraine once again it has made you stop spending money where you normally would spend you know the things you thought you needed now you're figuring out that you don't need it and so I think it's it's almost like a blessing in disguise you know even with the inf- in, with the inflation it has made families you know become more resourceful and come together more and and I think this is a good thing, you know. I, I can hear one of my one of my them old Christians saying, you know, God don't make no mistakes, you know. Now whether it's God or not, you know, that's that's another discussion. But the point is, these years that have went by has made people open their eyes, stop what they're doing from the daily twelve hour grind because it's not eight hours when you really grinding. It's at least twelve. Stop the twelve hour grind prioritize what's important and then live the rest of your life like you need to live it and i think that's a good thing that's just what i'm saying but we're gonna get into the show hope you enjoy the show hope that you're ready to hear the word i'm hoping that you're having a great saturday on today and so i'll be right back with you all right Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. He's been better than good to me. That was by Todd Gabbard. Listen, that song has really become something that I wake up to every morning. Can I be honest with you and tell you the truth? Even before I cut it on, when I wake up, the first thing that comes in my mind is that song he's been better than good to me and i just want to ask you has god been good to you do you recognize god in your life and how he's made ways out of no ways how he's done things for you that you didn't expect can we be real how how he's done things for you that you didn't necessarily deserve that's why when we say he's been better than good to me it's 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 more than what we've ever deserved more than uh we can ever ask for he's just been better than good to me that is my declaration that is my testimony god has been better than good to me what about you hallelujah listen i want to put this in your ear i want to put this in your ear let's let's just talk for a minute and and you know i i was i was thinking about talking about uh something in particular but then something my daughter said that just keeps ringing in me it just stays on my mind and and so we had a marvelous time on our on our uh service during our services on last sunday and uh i asked her to say something to the youth on last sunday and i did not expect it to go as it did i just wanted her to do something something like about five minutes for our youth sunday but she ended up delivering a powerful word uh uh for the for the people of god and so what i want to ask you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask you the question that was uh uh proposed to us on that day she was talking about being selfish and 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 uh being selfless and 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 so that that was really the subject that we were dealing with on sunday's selfish Versus selfless. You know, there are many people who who are very selfish. We live in a in a time right now where a lot of people are selfish. Everybody is about their brand right about now. Everybody is about themselves right now. And we even see it in the government where the government is just everybody's either straight Republican, everybody's straight Democrat, and it has caused uh, our society to suffer, the people of the United States to really suffer. Because we want to be right so bad. And because we want to promote our brand so bad and our our affiliation so bad that, that we no longer take the, the stance or are even open to ideas that are contrary uh, to what we may have believed at first. If we don't come up with the idea, then it's not a good idea. And so we also live in a time where people, like I said, are building their brand. And 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 they have really forgot about their fellow man. You know, when we look at how the United States came together, it was it was supposed to be a melting pot. It was supposed to be a place where people can uh be free and 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 make a live a, a life for themselves. And so we have just really gotten away from that where you know we will once stand for mankind you know we will stand for the freedom of others and, and so it we have really forgotten what that is we have forgotten that message in a lot of ways you know about helping the fellow man and and and, and just being there and so it is even bleeded uh bleeded into into church into um um you know into church as a whole the body of christ as a whole where you have a lot of people now who no longer worry about their fellow man you have a lot of people now who are so worried about their brand and their ministry and their church and it seems like that we have forgotten what we were created to do we were created to give god glory one of the commands that god gave us was uh go into all the world and preach the gospel and so i just want to ask you on today for yourself are you are you fulfilling that command are you selfish meaning you're all about yourself or are you selfless meaning that you're willing to help your fellow man you're willing to give uh someone who don't know God uh the the word that you have give them uh uh help them uh know God in a better way to so that they can get to the place that you're at you know it was God that saved you it was God that healed you somebody introduced you to God and and because someone took the time to introduce you to God you were able to to develop a relationship with God and and so your life has been better well right now we got people who know God and won't introduce anybody else to God as if he's their own personal genie we got people who who won't introduce anybody else to God because we're so busy with our lives and we're so busy with just us that we no longer take the time to tell people about the God who saved us we don't take the time to tell people uh, about the god who who comforted us when we were in our mess when we felt like we were falling apart when no one else uh would listen to us when no one else could comfort us god comfort us and, and we're not telling the next generation about the god we serve i want to ask you on today are you selfish or are you selfless in the Bible it talks about in Judges chapter 2 verse 10 it talks about the children of Israel who who saw how God moved in their lives in a mighty way these are the children of Israel of Israel who came from Egypt out of bondage out of slavery who who saw God delivered with a mighty hand these are the children of Israel who saw the seas uh, uh, spread apart who, who who saw Moses part the Red Sea with the staff and and, and and they were able to walk through on dry land to escape what Pharaoh was trying to do to them to escape certain death from uh, Pharaoh when he was charging at them with their chariots. The, this is the children of Israel that when they were hungry that God sent manna from heaven. Oh, manna meaning the bread of heaven to feed his people. The, these are the people that 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 the children of Israel that God made water come out of a rock to make sure that their thirst was quenched. They have seen God in a mighty unusual way. They have a personal relationship with God. They they these are the children of Israel that were promised uh uh, uh the promised land. They were they were going to go to a land that flowed with milk and honey. And so they saw uh uh God through Moses deliver them out of the hands of Egypt and deliver on this promise. These are the children of israel that can say that 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 uh whatever god has said concerning them has to come to pass god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent if he said it he's going to do it these are those people who have seen god that have seen the promises of god fulfilled and yet when Joshua, their leader, dies, Moses uh, has gone on and Joshua takes on, uh, uh, takes on the role of Moses and leads them into the promised land. And they have a successful life and they have a prosperous life and they're, they're seeing the fruit of their labor. These are the people when they raise up their children, they don't tell them anything about God. These are the same children of Israel that saw the mighty hand that know that that do not pass on that information to their children when we look in judges chapter 2 verse 10 i'm just going to read verse 10 it says when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers another generation arose after them who did not know the lord know the nor the work which he had done for israel in other words after that generation that saw the mighty miracles after joshua has passed after moses had passed after all the elders of that generation have passed you got another generation that don't even know God you got another generation that don't even know the testimony of what God has done they know nothing about God and and, and so I, I say that to say this you had a generation that saw God move in a mighty way but they were so selfish that they did not pass on the information to the next generation I want to ask this generation that we're in the people of God who who have seen God uh uh, save them who have seen God deliver them who have seen God to uh heal them have you told anybody else about your God have you told your children about your God have you spread the news have you have you done the commandment that God has said to preach the word uh 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 preach the word to the world go into all the world and preach the gospel have you preached the gospel or are you keeping the miracles to yourself are you keeping God to yourself are you keeping the message of Jesus Christ to yourself are you selfish or are you selfless I want to ask you are you selfish or selfless and as we look at society today as we look at if, if we were taking if we're looking at it in a generational uh a term or, or 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 the next children that come along it, it is evident that uh we as the body of Christ are not doing what we're supposed to do and when I say the body of Christ I'm not just talking about the pastor I'm not just talking about anybody with a church title. I'm talking about anybody who has been saved, who anybody who called themselves a Christian, anybody that God has helped. Have you given somebody else the information? And if we look at society right now, I would have to say no. Because the world doesn't know our God like they should. I would say no because if you if you ask most young people right now what do you know about the lord they wouldn't know anything about him they know they know the church name they know the pastor's name they know the church code or the church dress code and everything like that but do what 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 do they know about god what do they know how about Jesus Christ have we been uh uh have we become so selfish that we no longer spread the good news I just want to make you think on today have we become so selfish that that we we no longer make it a priority to tell somebody about our God we tell them about the church but do we tell them about our God? We tell them about the services, but do we give testimonies of what God has done in our lives? anybody who knows me there is a reason why i try to be very personal in what in in, in the things i say and, and and when i talk about god and, and and when i talk about the things i've been through because i want them to understand uh not my church i don't want them to just know my church or or know the church i attend i want them to know the god i serve i want them to know about the time i was getting ready to commit suicide and and god Uh, Put me back together again and and kept my mind together I want them to know about the time when I was at certain I I was supposed to get hit uh, And and be injured or killed and and God made a way that that I walked away from the crash with no No injuries no scratches no anything else I want them to know about the times when I was on the floor in the bathroom crying out to God because I didn't know what else to do And he came and comforted me. I, I want them to know about that because that is more important than me just talking about uh what time service starts that is more important to me oh god i want to ask you what's important to you what is important to you many of us we're asking god to bless us and and we don't get the blessing that we we've we've been praying to god for because god understands this once you get it you ain't gonna tell nobody about it and if you do tell somebody about it you're you're only gonna tell them uh what you got you're not gonna tell them how god made a way what god did for you i'm just asking you have you become selfish or are you selfless how 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 do people see God when they talk to you how do you how how does how, how do people see him does anybody know that you even serve God or is he a secret lover you remember that song secret Lovers." you you remember the song is 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 God just a secret lover to you or do you tell the people about the God you serve and and, and listen I I want to I want to make this very clear our work should start at home our work should start at home as I read to you Judges uh chapter 2 verse 10. it was talking about the children of the children of Israel that next generation how can you rob the next generation of all the information you know that doesn't even make good sense in, in in business sense or in 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 a family sense you know if if there's a is if there's a father out there who has has made it successful and he has he has been prosperous all his life it seems like a good father would tell his children how to get get successful and and, and be prosper, prosperous as he was that's what a good father would do and so I I'm just I'm just looking how, how is it how is it that we don't tell our children about God how is it that we don't tell people we love about God have we become so consumed with our own stuff that we no longer talk about them? are you selfish or selfless we got so much to do we 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 got so much to do here's why that that is the reason why our impact in society is not as big as it used to be because we're selfish I just want to challenge you i want to make you think what do i what what do i tell the people about god everybody agrees that there is a there is a problem in society everybody agrees that this younger generation um has a tendency to wild out and they have this they have this uh rebellious uh attitude this i'ma do what i want attitude has anybody ever asked why it's like that could it be that we ignored our responsibilities to tell the next generation what God can do what God will do how important it is to develop a relationship with God have we have we failed this generation because we don't tell them about god fathers have you failed your children because you won't tell them about god you haven't told them about god mothers have you failed your children preachers have you failed your 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 flock have you failed the community because you refuse to go outside those four walls have you preachers have you failed your your community and even the people who come inside because you're so scared to tell the truth because you don't want the offering to dip. you don't want to be you you don't want to seem old school you don't want to seem controversial it's just like it's just like with a parent you know some parents uh won't tell their children the truth and lay down the law like they need to or discipline them like they need to because they're so busy trying to get brownie points and they want to be the child's friend have we failed them looking out for their emotions instead of looking out for their life because at the end of the day we say we 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 say i i want to do this so uh uh you know they can feel comfortable coming to me when the truth is you treat them the way you treat them whether it be a parent who who is uh uh treating their child or a pastor over their flock you you treat them the way you treat them because you don't or you do the things you do because you don't want to lose any brownie points you don't want to lose popularity you don't want any anger towards you and so you you have you have made it all about you instead of the people you're supposed to be taking care of because you have become selfish instead of selfless see a a real a real pastor or a real father will will say what needs to be said in spite of the the anger or the backlash that he or she will receive because i'm not selfish the message is bigger than me it's about god it's about saving your life it's about saving your soul and so if I anger you it's okay because my love is going to shine through anyway you'll you'll understand you know that 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 old saying you'll understand it better by and by you'll understand it better by and by you may hate me right now you may not understand me right now you may frown at me right now and talk about me right now but when you when you get you get a little more mature I didn't say older but when you get a little more mature and you see everything that I told you have it is right or it has led you to to uh the right direction then then you'll love me for it See, when i tell my when, when i tell my kids something or 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 people who listen to me when i say those things and it may be a little harsh i'm not saying that because i'm trying to get brownie points i'm saying that because i want to see them succeed and so even with the subject that i'm talking about on today it may rub some people the wrong way but it needs to be said it needs to be put on the table are you selfish or are you selfless your name should never be bigger than god's oh god let me say that one more time your name should never be bigger than god's your agenda should never be uh contrary to god's agenda we have to become more selfless as christians not just the preachers, but as christians as the body of christ we have to become more selfless because someone told us the good news and if the older generation had been selfish we wouldn't be saved some of us it should be a priority that we tell the world who saved us, that we tell the world exactly who God is. Because if we don't tell anybody and we are selfish, what was the point of him saving us Why just get yourself to heaven when you can bring a whole lot of more a whole lot more people with you? Be selfless. Tell somebody about God. Tell your children about God. Pastors, tell your flock the truth. Christians as a whole, tell tell the the the, the people who may be lost about your God, and not just in in words, but also in deeds walk the walk walk the walk so we can win back a nation so we can save a generation from being lost are you selfish are you selfless Pastor DRE back here with you. Now, you know, I love giving good news, but I also need to keep you informed. So I I, I want to talk about this story for a minute. Uh, This happened on May 18th uh, in uh, Dazell, South Carolina. And the headline reads, Mother and grandmother in Sumter County have been arrested after deputies say they ran into a middle school, a middle school and beat up a, beat up a student. That's all you need to know. A mother and a grandmother in Sumter County have been arrested after deputies say they ran into a middle school and beat up a student. I just want to ask what in the world is on your mind? You run up into a middle school and beat up a student. So, so let me just tell you a little bit about the story. They, th- this is from, uh, uh, I forget where where this information came from. It might have been WLTX. But so, apparently, uh, um, the two subjects' name was Whitney Smith and Mammy Smith. Um, Who both live in Sumter, South Carolina Apparently from what I've been reading They buzzed in Into the middle school To uh, Say they need to go to the attendance office Once they were let in They ran straight Towards A student in the hallway And began Beating up the student Now I know what some people are thinking. Why did they beat him up? Well, the reason why they beat up the student or began to beat up the student was because apparently the student had been bullying their child. Um, But here's the problem. The bully that they were looking for was in the office not in the hallway so they beat up an innocent student thinking it was the bully who had been bullying their child quote unquote look i understand that you want to defend your child i get it and i believe in defending your child but not beating up another child now we can say what we can say whatever about the the school system, you know, they don't protect our children from bullies, and and it that might be partly right, but there has to we we have to show a better example. There has to be something else we can do besides running up in a middle school, not a high school, not even a high school. You run up in a middle school and attack the child, and find out that the child you're attacking is not even the child you were looking for. And if i'm the parents of that child that they beat up i'm steaming and listen i'm not gonna go after their child i'm gonna go after them there might be a problem i'm just saying we we have to be examples for our children and we wonder why some of these kids are just out of line why they're just so rebellious they don't seem to you know they they just do everything they want to do because Look at the example that we're setting. What could you possibly tell your child about doing the right thing or practicing patience or, you you know, uh, doing things the right way? When you're running up into a middle school, a mother and a grandmother, I'm just saying we, we got to do better. We got to do better. We cannot hold these kids accountable until we hold ourselves accountable. Let me say that one more time. We cannot hold these kids accountable until we hold ourselves accountable. Such a sad story. Such such a, a sad story. And you know what was even crazy about it? I read some of the comments and you actually had grown people justifying, uh, what the mother and the grandmother did was okay. I i just don't get it. What what are we what are we doing as this just goes back to what I was talking about? What are we teaching our children? Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cannot make this stuff up. Um let, let me give you a good of big news. Uh uh. uh oh, I can't talk today. A bit of good news, okay? <laughs> Uh, so apparently <clears throat> at Wiley uh University, if I'm saying that right, Wiley College, uh, and this is in Texas, um some anonymous donor has paid off all of the graduating cl- the graduating class debt. All of it. Now that is a blessing paid off all their debt for the graduating class of 2022 in Wiley College is a HBCU by the way. Uh, an anonymous donor paid off their the entire class's graduating class debt, uh, totaling about300,000 dollars. And let me just tell you I can only imagine what those kids were doing. I'm sure someone was crying. I'm sure someone was dancing. I'm sure someone called up their mama and their mama was crying and dancing because student debt can be such a crippling thing in a young person's life. And for someone to just pay off their entire debt, you're not expecting anything. You didn't get any rumblings about it. But all of a sudden, they just announced all your debt is paid. An amazing story. And I wish we had more stories like this. One day, I want to talk about the 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 uh, you know because that's something big in the news that's been going on recently. You know, Biden has Biden has been talking about uh, loan forgiveness, paying off you know, forgiving the loans of a, a student debt for many people, and um, you know, it's you want to be successful and you want to go to college and there are some people who get scholarships but for the ones that don't get scholarships I have to ask the question sometimes is is the education that I'm getting worth the debt I'm getting into is the education that I'm getting worth the debt I am getting into I have met many people who who go to college and they get this debt and they don't even use their degree. I have met people who who go to college, get into all this debt, they get the degree and then the person, you know, they're trying to get hired but they keep getting the, um, the uh, answer, you know, that they can't be hired because they don't have enough work experience. It is just a really raw deal that you have a lot of people who are trying to better themselves getting into debt that that really puts a halt on their life. You know it doesn't it doesn't really benefit their life like that. I mean I don't have any figures in front of you but listen if if I get into a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt to take a forty thousand dollar a year job where, how does that work? You know, so I, I just think that the whole thing needs to be uh, reconstructed, you know, and, and, uh, you know, like I said, there's many scholarships out there. First of all, a lot of us don't know about the scholarships and we need to know about the scholarships. But then there is that group that don't get the scholarships. What do they do? You know, we, we, we just got to be better but I'm I'm so glad to get this news that um you know the graduating class at Wiley College uh their student debt has been paid by an anonymous donor and of course you know they weren't trying to make a name for themselves because it was anonymous there are a lot of people that just want people to to succeed and if I had a million dollars or that kind of money i'll be doing the same thing i just move in small ways so you know i might buy your dinner uh you know i might pay for some groceries and just walk out you never know who i am but that's how we move i just want to see everybody succeed i want i just want god to use me in that way you know because uh you never know what somebody is going through and uh what a testimony it makes all right so i will catch up with you all right i'll see you in a minute Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. Listen, let that sink in. Mother and grandmother run up in in middle school to beat up a middle school child. I cannot, I still cannot believe that was a real headline. Cannot believe it. Now, now let me say this. Let me say this uh, because that was from our, our morning show ready set release but let me just say this Um, I do understand that there are some schools that don't take bullying um, serious I further understand that the bullying can be very very hard very uh in some regards very violent you know it's not just name calling okay and i further understand that some of these middle schoolers you know act like they grown trust me when i tell you i know i know they got a lot of lip some of them i know you know They walk around like they're grown. I know some of them even carry, you know. But the point is, a mother and a grandmother ran into a middle school and beat up a child. And then to only find out that it was the wrong child. That's the part that gets me. But once again, we, we, we have to we, we have to be a better example you know with all this age that we have you know these years that we've lived we should figure out a better way to address the problem um besides running up into a school and beating up or, or trying to beat up the child that may be bullying your child two grown women doing that I'm just saying and by the way where, where the daddy in all this where, where's the, the the father in this where's where's the father figure in this that's all I want to know why is it two grown women doing this where, where the daddy at and so this kind of goes into you know this is why we started this segment family values and so uh, with that being said There's a scripture in ephesians chapter six uh and i'm just going to read it to you real quick ephesians six one through um one through four it says children obey your parents in the lord for this is righteous honor thy father and mother which is the first command with a promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live a long time upon the land this is the one i want to look at verse four And the fathers provoke not your children, but nourish them in the instruction and uh, admonishing of the Lord, admonishing of the Lord. That's the scripture I want to focus on. Because a lot of times when we look at this scripture or these scriptures, these are the scriptures we pull out when we're talking to youth. These are the scriptures we pull out when we're talking to our own kids and we're saying, you better obey me. Um, And and, you know, we're trying to to let them know that, you know, we're the parents, you're the child. You should obey me. You should respect me. If you don't respect me, you're going to your 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 days on this earth are not going to be good. And all that is true. But verse four is the one I want to focus in, focus on on today. And the fathers provoke not your children, but nourish them in the instruction and admonishing of the Lord. That's what I want to focus on. And I just want to ask every man out there, if you listen, and if you're not listening, let me ask your, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever's listening. Let me just ask y'all as a whole. Where are the fathers at? You know? And are we doing a, a a good enough job? Are we doing what we need to do? Because this is something that um kind of plagues um households is the fact that fathers don't really be fathers. We talked about motherly love uh, a couple of weeks ago. But now I want to deal with the fathers for a minute. And this is just a small tidbit of what I want to deal with. Trust me, I got some more to say on it. But where are the fathers? And 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 are we doing what fathers are supposed to do? Are we really being fathers? Because a man can go out and make money. Okay? A man can go out and make money. A man can get a job go out and make money bring it home he can do that but are you really a father meaning are you really having an impact on your child's life are you really um, as the, the scripture says nourishing them admonishing them giving them instruction of the Lord are you are you investing in your child or are you just taking care of it? oh I said a lot right there if you caught it are you investing in your child or are you just taking care of it? yes I know it so our duty is to um, keep a roof over their head our duty is to um Make sure they eat. You know, that comes that our, our duty. Yes, we're supposed to be a provider. But we're also supposed to be a nurturer. I'm supposed to I'm I, I got to give more to you than me just providing for you. Because anybody can do that. And see this is why we have a lot of a lot of um, kids who turn to gangs because the gangs or their friends the little cliques they be in those cliques provide more of an investment in them than the father do Yes you provide you're providing a meal you're providing shelter but you didn't give them, you're not showing love to them. You didn't give them any advice. You didn't invest in them as far as sitting them down and saying, this is how you be a man, sitting them down and be uh, invested in what's going on in their life. You know, uh, one one of our biggest problems as men is we don't know how to communicate, you know? So because we don't know how to communicate, we, we have a child in the room, a child in the house with us, and we never say anything to them that's meaningful because we can't express what's going on in our mind. Or sometimes we just don't know what to say because nobody told us. So it's just a constant pattern repeating itself. A constant pattern of of silence. From the father repeat itself a constant uh, cycle where the father's voice is is not heard those words are not heard and listen there's a lot of guys even if even if you didn't have a father in the home most of us I, I would venture to say most of us have been through enough stuff where we've made mistakes Lord knows I've made my mistakes we've made mistakes and, and had and have had other things happen to us that we can take all the mistakes that we've made and give it to our children and say okay this is what you don't do you know can I I, I really want to just be wrong I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a talk to y'all like I talk to my kids at the kitchen table right now yes um i yeah I was out there sleeping around you know in my younger days. Yes, I might have been in that in that street life in my younger days. And I went through a lot of pain. I I, I went through a lot of stuff, some things that have scarred me. And so I want to make sure you understand uh uh if I'm if I'm seeing you, even if I don't see you going down that, that road, I'm gonna make sure you're not going down that road because I'm gonna tell you all the potholes that i have experienced and how dangerous it is if i see you heading down that direction and you might be in the middle of it i'm gonna sit you down and tell you how to get out of it you know sometimes we we say well i don't have any you know knowledge on how to be a father or i don't know how to be a father well you know how to you you know how to tell uh You have the ability to tell your children what you've been through and how you got out we got to invest in our kids talking about fathers today we got to invest in our kids we can no longer be silent and let the mama do everything that's why mother's day is so much bigger than father's day because mothers take the time mothers are the ones that take the time to really invest in their kids mothers are the ones that are constantly picking their kids up off the floor mothers are the ones that are constantly telling um you know their their children it's gonna be okay let me tell you something because i'm open about mine let me tell you something i had a very strong mother a very strong mother and so um she would constantly tell me Andre you can do this You know You can do this You can do whatever you want to do It could be anything Anything I was thinking about doing You can You can do it And I would listen to her And I would listen to her And it would hit But man when my father said I could do something It's like my, my chest got bigger it's like I raised my head a little bit more when my father validated me. When my father said, boy, you good at this. It made me look at that thing like, okay, I'm about to do this today. Why? Because it came from my father. And so we have to make sure uh, with us being fathers that we we empower our kids you think your voice don't matter because you've never used it. Oh god. You you think you you think your voice don't matter because you've never said anything and so you don't you don't realize that your child, that son, that daughter is just waiting for you to give your approval. Is waiting for you to give them that love. Is waiting for you to say I'm proud of you. That's what they're waiting on. We got YouTube. We got we got Facebook. I'm going a little uh, a little off with what I was gonna say, but I'm gonna get back to it. But we got YouTube and we got Facebook, and I can't tell you how many times I have seen, you know, uh, a grown man, a grown man, not no little boy, a grown man, a grown woman, meeting their father. And the moment they feel the hug from their father, they break down as if they were little children. Why? Because they needed that love from their father. They needed that approval from their father. And I'm just not sure if we, uh, as a whole, being fathers, if we're doing that. If we're giving that child what they need. If we're giving that child that desire, that approval that they want, they they don't want, you know, you to buy them a car all the time and 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 do all this stuff. They don't want all this material stuff. They want your love. They want your time. And if I got your love and I got your time, guess what? Everything that you say to me as I'm growing. Will mean even more. I just want you to be there. So so let me let me let me get back to this point. It says in verse four, and the fathers provoke not your children, but nourish them in the instruction and uh at <laughs> I can't talk today, admonishing of the Lord. Here's what I want to point out. It says don't provoke your children to anger. This is what I want to point out. If the only time... I acknowledge my child... Or the only time they feel my presence... Is when I'm screaming at them or hollering at them, then I am causing them to grow up with anger. Because I see the, I see, I I hear the hollering and I feel. I can't even call it discipline. I, I feel the abuse that you're giving me. When you hit me, when you beat me, but I don't feel the love. How is that? See, see, a lot of us... Oh, God, I don't have... A lot of us, we grew up... You know... With whoopings... We grew up with whoopings. Some of us, we got whoopings but never received the love from our our father. The only time we were ever acknowledged by our father was when our father was enraged because of something we did. And so because we don't have no relationship with our fathers, when they beat us, it's not discipline, it's abuse. That's what they, they may think is discipline, but it's abuse because there's no relationship here. How are you going to beat me when you you don't know me? You don't spend time with me. How, how are you going to discipline me when you don't spend any time with me? You don't say two words to me, but yet you're, you're ready to grab a belt or your hand and smack me. But you've never took the time to invest in me and talk to me you've never taken the time to to figure out what's going on with me you you just come with a belt you come with your hand and you come with all this anger or you know you come with other things I won't go into that but you come with all this anger but you've never told me how much you love me you've never been involved in my daily activity mama's the one that's always involved And so you've been you've been an absentee father while you're in the home. So the Bible talks about do not provoke them with, you know, provoke them to anger. You know, that means I have to deal with my child on on uh I I I can't just come with a whooping all the time. I need to be able to come to my child, have a relationship with my child, so they'll know that this isn't just anger but there's love in this and here's another thing maybe just maybe if I talk to if if you talk to the child and have a relationship with the child more than you have now maybe it wouldn't come to those beatings. Because you're in the place where the child can hear you, and you're investing in them. Let me let me just give you this 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 definition. A lot of times when we talk about we talk about discipline, we we talk about whoopings or beatings or you know whatever. So, but let me let me give you the definition of what discipline is. This is the definition. It says the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience the practice of keyword training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience guess what discipline isn't just beating the child. Discipline is also training a child, nurturing a child. So, and I didn't plan to go to song, but you know, where where are the fathers? Are we doing what we need to do? Are we doing what we need to do? We said we are the head of our house, which means if we're the head, then our thoughts should trickle down below us. You know, you're the head, which really is you you're not really the head. I don't want you to think that you're on this great pedestal. Really, you know, a father should be uh not only the head, but he should be the foundation. Everything that happens. Should have your fingerprint on it. You should have your fingerprint on your child. Oh, God. And this just came to me when I said you should be the foundation. Guess what? Whether you know it or not, you are the foundation. If your house is running good, if the children are good, that is you because you're the foundation. If the house is in chaos, and the kids are in chaos and it seems like everything is falling apart you're still the foundation of that you just wasn't a good foundation I'm just saying where are the fellas at where are the real fathers at This is Pastor DRE with you, and I want to take this time to give you a formal invitation to our new Facebook page, Day 41 Outreach. That is day 41, the numbers 41 Outreach. What you're going to find on this page is previous podcasts as well as previous. Bible studies that we have, uh, Sunday services sprinkled in there, and then we're going to be doing some other videos that you won't get on the podcast, interviews that you won't get on the podcast, uh, just strictly on day 41 outreach. I want you to join me and take this journey with me. It's going to be major, and I can promise you this one thing. You will be blessed. listen I want to take this moment to just really give a heartfelt thank you thank you to everyone who has been tuning in thank you to everyone who constantly gives me encouragement and have constantly told me how much they like the the podcast you know and and the contents of it uh this has been a journey that we're, we're taking together but it has been a journey it has been a journey it's actually something that started a couple of years ago, but because of things that happened, you know, as far as the job getting in the way and some other things, and you know, of course, that that inner fight that most people have when they go to launch out into unfamiliar territory, um, whether you're good enough, is anybody going to care? You know, is this what I'm really supposed to do? Uh, but it has been so good and and you all have been such a blessing to me i i meet people and you know they're like i'm tuning in you know the people who do tune in they tell me things like you said something and i really needed that and that's what it's all about and uh so i i just want to, to just take this time to say thank you and and you know i am not going to stop this thing uh this is just a passion of mine and we and listen we got some things cooking, trust me. There's more to come. Repeat after me, there's more to come. Yes, there's more to come. And so uh just keep rocking with us. But I really just wanted to say from me to you, thank you. Um, as we were talking about family, I'm gonna get ready to get up out of here and spend some time with my own family. You know, it's family time, it's the weekend, you know, something that I'm not accustomed to having. A weekend with the family because i used to work so much but it's the weekend i'm gonna sit here uh uh go find my wife kiss my wife kiss my kids and talk and and enjoy family as only weekend. so once again i know i've said it once i know i've said it twice but let me say it one more time from me to you thank you So I want your honest opinion of the song. Was it was it what you wanted, or 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 did was it good? Uh, was it good? You, you know, I think it tricked you a little bit because you know it starts off in that classic Shekinah Glory uh, type feel, and you're about to lift your hands and bow your head and just go into worship and about to just speak in tongues, and then it came with some techno stuff. You know, it it went from it went from Calling you to the altar to go into studio 54, it seemed like. I, I I'm not sure, but you know, hey, two each on. It's hey, just tell me what you think, all right? Oh goodness, it's been such a great time. I, I really appreciate you hanging with me. Listen, I, I want to leave this word with you. Um I, I just want to encourage uh the body of Christ. I want to encourage every Christian not to allow what they're seeing in the news to uh i I don't want you to make it look at god differently you know we just had recently um the the shooting in buffalo and i just happened to catch it because i was visiting somebody and i'm normally not a news watcher uh because i don't i don't do a lot of negativity at least i try not to um and i'm not saying don't stay informed you need to be informed but you know you kind of have to watch how much of the negative stuff you 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 want to put in your system you know you got to watch how much you put in your system you know I, okay i see that you got the shooting in but but do i have to watch it for the next 24 hours is what i'm saying anyway you know i want you to not allow things of that nature all the christians all the believers i i want you to not allow things of that nature the the shooting in buffalo the Uh, I I believe there was another shooting in Chicago. Someone opened fire in Chicago. Uh, And it's showing that, you know, as, as the old people say, the devil is busy. And yes, he is busy. But that does not negate who God is. I want you to know that despite whatever that's going on around you, whether it be in Buffalo, whether it be in Chicago, whether it be in your own hometown, whether it be in your own home. I want you to know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask or even think. I don't care what's going on. It does not change the word of God god has power over all of that over all of that you know there is no weapon formed against you that shall be able to prosper it didn't say that the weapon wouldn't be formed it just said it would not prosper against you or have success against you so so no matter what's going here's how i look at it in my life no matter what's going on around me as far as my life No man, no demon in hell can touch it. And that's the kind of mindset you have to have. I pray for the people in Buffalo. I pray for the people in Chicago. I pray for the people in my own hometown. But when it comes to this man right here, none of those weapons are coming against me or are going to be able to prosper against me. It might be formed for me, but it won't prosper for me. And so... Or, or, or against me and, and so You know I, I, I remember um, A friend of mine asking me one day Or a associate of mine asking me one day If God is so good Why do these things keep happening If God is so good Why do these things keep happening Well Here's here's the The, the answer Or should I say the simple answer the Bible says acknowledge him in all your ways. And he shall direct your path. Many times when we see these tragedies that happen. Not all the time. But many times when we see these tragedies that happen. Or, or just in your daily life. When you have a lot of things going wrong in your life. And you say Lord why me? Why me? Well first of all. Did you acknowledge God. In all your ways and allow him to direct your path did he tell you to take that path did he tell you to take that path did he tell you to do that and most times the answer is no we took the path that we wanted to take and then when we got in trouble we we called out to God and you have every right to call out to God and you should call out to God But you can't say, Lord, why me? Why me? You know, God is in control. God God will be in control if you allow him. He'll be in control in your life. And so that's why I I allow God to direct my path. There are a lot of decisions I've made recently that I would not have made if, if I was just going by what's in my emotions, how I really feel about it. But no, I just trust God. And, and trusting God is the best way to go. Trusting God means that there, there would never, the the devil would never succeed against me. Because I allow God to direct my path. So I just come to tell you: no matter what's going on in life, no matter what's what what's going on around you, as long as your footsteps are, are are directed by god as long as your path is directed by god as long as you keep serving him keep praising him there is no weapon that's formed against you that shall be able to prosper all right so i hope you enjoy your weekend listen keep your head up and and i i have this saying that i say on wednesday night i'm gonna try not to mess it up but this is what i say every time before i minister the word of god i say this i say i believe that god's word is true It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything God has said concerning me shall come to pass. If you believe that, shout amen. Hallelujah. I'll see you next week. All right.